to hot dogs, apple pie and haggis with Joe and the Scott. Enjoy and tell your friends. Okay, welcome back. I'm Joe. And I'm the Scott. And we're just here to chat. Yes, we are. That's all we're going to do. That's all we're going to do. Just chat about what yeah, interests us. Warriors are 9-1. and one. They are. And just how spectacularly you know. are they playing? Golden State Warriors are hot. Best record in the NBA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can't pass that up. Okay, so something that, uh, something that uh, just came up just now or you know within the last hour or so so we have new subpoenas by the january uh 6th commission this it's getting interesting now now you've got uh what's her name kaylee mcelnady i her <laughs> liar in the, chief the liar chief so she was subpoenaed by the uh committee today and Miller, Stephen Miller. A.K.A. Joseph Goebbels. No kidding. So they have been uh, uh, subpoenaed. And we'll see if they show up. Obviously, they haven't done anything on Bannon yet as well. But there was a um, one person that... Uh, Clark Kellogg, who was what was he he was the national advisor for pence i believe but he was in the room when the insurrection was going down yep and this is off nicole wallace by the way on msnbc but um aide named kellogg as the story goes which is clark kellogg he came into uh, Trump, and Trump was watching TV with a grin, according to this to Kella. As the uh, mob penetrated the Capitol, Aide says that the mob is out of control. You are losing it. Trump stares at the TV. Grin gets bigger, and he says, "Yep." Keeps looking at the TV. That's. I mean. What is the matter with this guy? He was enjoying it, obviously. I just uh, there's there's so much, uh, especially now. He, now we have the case in uh, Georgia that apparently is alive and well, which we were wondering about, and that's on the election fraud or attempt to do so. I mean, it's it's right there on tape. I mean, it, that's that's enough by itself. It is just unbelievable what's been going on and all the evidence is there in front of them you know like to Georgia you just have to find me and he gave the correct amount of votes down to the nth vote you just yeah, need to find me those the exact votes amount. and it's on tape there's your evidence how long does it take to get these people into court and dealt with I don't know, but it's so I, you know, everybody goes, well, Nixon had tapes. Well, we got tape now. 
And it's, it's more damning than the Nixon tapes were, that's for sure. Also this morning I saw on Twitter, and I'm, I'm looking for it just now um, because I read it very, very recently this morning. Apparently, um, and I can't quote anybody on it because I can't find it, apparently on the um, 6th of January, everybody went into Congress, all the people that were supposed to be there, once in the doors, the pass to Mike Pence's office mm. was disconnected. So you know how you get the security card, you slide it mm -hmm. in, slide it out. Mm -hmm. It didn't register. Well, I haven't heard that one. Yeah, this came out this morning. So there's going to be more to come out on that, definitely. And they couldn't get back into his office. Well, I hope. Oh, it sounds like, you know, a lot of people have actually spoken with the committee already. Uh, it's just these big names like Bannon, who's acting like an asshole, and Clark Kellogg obviously has been subpoenaed, and uh, Kaylee McElhaney, and, and many more. Yeah. I mean, um, what's his, uh, the uh, chief of staff, Mark Meadows, he's subpoenaed. Guaranteed he won't show up. But I, I have heard that he's, he has communication with the committee. His aide has also been um, subpoenaed today. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Don't know his name. But anyway, I digress. I wanted to go there just because that just came out just before we came in here. So I had a dentist appointment. <laughs> it, in case anybody was wondering, because we've missed a few weeks here, kind of slowed things down. I had a dentist appointment. And I was just going in to get a, uh, a tooth pulled. One tooth that was in, in a bad way and to get a pulled. So typically when I go to the dentist, I'll be in the chair and the Scott in our dentist's office, it's, it's an open space kind of place. It's kind of cool. Uh, but there's a little cubicle, if you will, back in the corner where she sits and watches when my misery is happening. She gets <laughs> off on that. More blood, more blood, give me more blood. <laughs> so I go in for this simple procedure. It was uh, it was a long one. It was a tough, tough one to pull. But we just got numbed, and Doc's been working on me for, I don't know, 10 minutes or so. And all of a sudden, there was a commotion. I've got my eyes closed. I always keep my eyes closed when that's got the, it's not that I'm afraid to see it. It's just. Oh, he doesn't. Uh, why? And so I sat there, and, and all of a sudden there was a commotion, and the doc, uh, if I remember correctly, uh, said, oh my gosh. It turns out, I opened my eyes and raised up, and the Scott had passed out on the floor. <laughs> Face first, it wasn't funny. <laughs> it's funny now. You can't take me anywhere. So here I am, I can't, my, my entire mouth is, you know, looks like chocolate, yes, you know. <laughs> And she passed out on the floor. And so we, we get her up and finally get her to be coherent. And then she went into a little bit of a convulsion, which that, that's the part that scared me more than anything. Anybody can pass out. but And they had a, uh, obviously they had a, a blood pressure um, cuff to take her blood pressure. And the blood pressure was 
dramatically low. So that caused it. Uh, what caused that? We're not sure. We think it's because she didn't eat that morning. Uh, she wasn't watching the blood and the torture, apparently. No, I was looking at she the trees. Looking out, out the window. And they had, uh, before that, she started coming around, but her butt was clammy. I mean, just clammy, and it, it was scary. It was actually, for me, it was scary. So they called the paramedics, take the paramedics, take her in. So I end up in the ER from a dental appointment that had nothing to do with me, really. And in the, and of course, because of COVID, Joe wasn't allowed to come with me. So out of the back of the ambulance, I'm like, get in there and get that tooth out. So I'll see you outside the hospital. So they take me to ER and they do all these tests and everything seems fine. And the doctor, nice doctor, Mr. Birdsong, took away my driver's license. Apparently, these things have to be reported to the DMV, the Department of Motor Vehicles. Not physically. Didn't take the actual no. driver's license. No, no. But they have to notify the state when somebody just passes out like that, I guess. So, shock horror for me. I'm lying there in ER in a foreign country, haven't got my husband with me, feeling pretty crappy, to be honest. And this lady comes in with a wheat cart, and I thought, oh, she must be selling the newspapers today. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Denise, you're in America. So, I just need to finish your registration. Do you have your credit card available? And I'm like, yeah, okay. And of course, you know, if you're dying dead or somewhere in between, you have to pay. You know, they, they send the lady around. They make sure they get their money. So that was kind of an, an eye-opener for me. I'd never been in that situation before because it does not happen in the UK. Medical services there are free at the point of need. So there I am anyway. Let's be clear. <clears throat> it's not free. Everybody pays Everybody taxes. pays into it. Everybody pays through their national insurance, but... Everybody pays through insurance here, although it's private insurance. For instance, um, Joe's insurance, I'm sure you won't mind me mentioning this. No. When he worked full-time, his, his contribution per month was $700. But his employer also paid on top of that. Not much, but yes. So... And to add me to that insurance, it would have cost another $700, $900. Oh, yeah, yeah. Which is, and that's per month. So, you know, I mean, that, to me, that's the cost of a mortgage every month in the UK. I mean, that's ridiculous. $1,400 a month for insurance. So let's compare that to the UK. The UK, you pay taxes like you do here, but you also pay what's called national insurance. And you pay it as soon as you start working, as you do taxes. National insurance for, uh, you get a kind of personal allowance. So you have to make money before they start charging you for it. 
but the starter rate, you have to be earning £12,571 this year. So 12571 to 14667 you'll pay 19% of what you earn. And that sounds horrendous, but it actually isn't a lot. So on that salary, and then that's that's a 19% rate. The basic rate after that from 14668 to 25000 296 is 20%. The intermediate rate is 21%. The higher rate at 43,663 to 150,000 is 41%. To me, that seems pretty fair. But also, you have to add to that that national insurance covers the basic state pension, additional state pension, any new state pension that comes on stream, contribution-based job seekers allowance. So that's like the money that you get while you're unemployed looking for a new job. Contribution-based employment support allowance. That's for people that have been in jobs for a long time. They get a bit extra because they've put more in. Mm -hmm. For people on maternity allowance, it pays for that. And bereavement support payments. And family leave, right? Uh, no, that's, no. That doesn't come into that at all. Okay. So, uh, family leave, that's a different thing. We have 20 days annual leave plus nine days annual public holidays. And that's just to start with. Mm-hmm. Unless you work for a job where you're working on an hourly rate. Um, but if you're working part-time, it's done pro rata. Full-time, you get those holidays. So let's say, let's say uh, hypothetically, let's say we're in the UK, I get sick, how much time do you get to spend with me if you're needed? If I'm needed, I can take um, up to six months paid holiday and six months, uh, not paid holiday, sorry, six months sick leave. Hmm. And that would be a full pay, six months and okay. half pay. So basically it's a six month paid leave. If you needed it. If you need it. And you obviously have to prove that you need it. Sure. But, you know, but most com- companies, are, you know, they'll they'll work around that. Um, I've been in that situation before when my mother was dying. And um, it was a few months after. I was still on maternity leave with, with James. Um, and my mom needed help. And I phoned work, the personnel department, let them know the situation. And they came out to visit to see what was going on. And it was like, yeah, okay, no problem. Um, And I went back to work after she passed. And doctors actually come to your house at times? Doctors do. Well, not so much now. They avoid it, Um, especially with COVID. Uh, Over the last 10 years, they've been reluctant to come out. Uh, They will do. They will make house calls in the mornings usually. Um, but they have opted out to uh, another service to cover them in the evenings and overnight so that um, general practitioners, so that'd be like your primary care person, um, they're not up all night and then having to do a surgery the next morning. Mm. Um, but yeah, if you're, um, if you're sick, uh, for instance, when I pulled my disc after being at work all day on a, a 
press conference. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got home from work at about seven o'clock, I had to crawl literally up the stairs. I was in so much pain and I had to get the doctor to come out because I didn't have anything that could dull that kind of pain in the house. Mm-hmm. Um, and the doctor came out and she had a look and she's like, yeah, that's you off for work for a month, um, flat on your back on the floor. Don't move, don't do anything. Here's some painkillers. So that was that. Um, so what's, what's your suggestion to people in the United States compared to what your experience has been your whole life with the uh, NHS? The NHS is, the NHS began in 1948. Other countries started in Europe, started, some of them started earlier than that. I feel that the people of the US have been deprived of a fundamental human right all this time. And it's something that they could have had had they used their votes in a more thoughtful way. You know, like instead of saying, oh, which person do I like? You have to look at the policies, what they're promising you, what they will do for you regardless of whether you like them or not. So to add, to, to make it more um, succinct, when I was working on a, a 12,000 a year salary, my contribution to national insurance was, I think it was about mm, 12 pounds a month. You compare that to seven hundred dollars. <laughs> yeah. When I was working as a um, self-employed person doing precognitions, etc., freelance stuff, I was paying sixty-one pounds a year because I was self-employed mm-hmm. in a startup business. Mm-hmm. Sixty-one pounds per year. Yeah. That's not per month. No. So Americans do themselves a disservice by saying no to universal health care. There's also a fallacy here that if you have universal health care and you're in a union which provides your, your private insurance, you have to give that up. You don't. In the UK, we have national insurance and people also have private health care. I think that's a big key right there. You still, you still, you still have to put in. You still have to still pay have your to national insurance. In. But which if, is which is the whole idea, and that's how it pays for itself. Is everybody and and everybody's in most it. Most people aren't going to use it to the extent that some people do. Exactly. And so it uh, and and of course you get the Trumper. Why should I pay for somebody else's stuff? Well, well, why should they pay you for want, yours? Do you want, yeah your education, gonna, your we're roads? Gonna pay, we're going to pay for it either way. Exactly. So it's going to come back to get you. And that's that's how you get the cost down. Yeah. And that's how you get everybody covered. So the NHS is an actual health care service. National Health Service started by right. Nyron Bevan in 1948. But it's truly a health service. It's not a reactionary system like what we have here. And you pay through the teeth for it. And it's it's just ridiculous. I just figured out based on my salary that was thirty percent mm-hmm. just on life insurance or uh, health insurance. Yeah, 
then I was paying. Now, that's just on my salary. Of course, I was a commission guy, so I made much more than that. But it's ba- if you base it on salary, then that was 30% that I paid for just in that. So how Americans live, I don't know, because 30% of their salary on healthcare, generally 30% or more on rent or mortgage. Oh, sure, yeah. And then they have the usual expenses like getting to and from work. They've got kids. They've got utilities, food, utilities. And you cannot live here without a car. So you've got gas, yep. all the rest of it. So, yeah, I mean, a lot of people, most people actually, to be honest, in the UK, they see these um, US TV shows, you know, very glamorous and stuff. Mm. And they think that's the way Americans live. Mm. They don't. Mm-mm. Uh-uh. There's so much poverty Some in do. America, it's unreal. Yep. And and the difference, the, the gap, we have similar in the UK. We have rich and poor. But the gap over here is like a vast ocean. Well, you, you mentioned the um, uh, your pension. Pension. Everybody. You have a state pension. Has a state pension. Yep. And that's part of that package. Yep. That's part that of you your national into. insurance. So similar to Social Security, but much fairer. Yeah. Than Social All, Security. Though in, they introduced um, a new system in 20. 2013 I believe whereby you had to have a private pension that would go towards helping your state pension because of the demographics of an aging population so most people couldn't give up flying fish about thinking about a pension when you're young Mm -hmm. you're 25, 30 you know so, but they introduced it, uh, you started paying at 3%, but the employer has to pay at 3% as well. And then I believe they were raising that to maybe 5% over the next few years. But still, I mean, that's, I mean, compared to what you get out of it, I mean, that's just minuscule. Well, it gives you a better quality of life mm-hmm. when you retire. Well, it doesn't bankrupt you. It doesn't bankrupt you, and especially the health service. Mm-hmm. Um, if you if you wanted to do things like have a boob job or a face job, I, I don't want that. Well, you know, some people might want that. If you wanted to do something that was cosmetic, mm-hmm. and you went to your primary care person, and they would say, you know, yeah, why, and all the rest of it. If you wanted a referral to a consultant that would do that work, it would generally be in the private sector. You would have to go private. The NHS doesn't pay for, you know, I want to look like gorgeous. Would it though, if you had say an injury that, uh, you know, that's going to leave you scarred for scarred life, yes. For life yes. It, it would take care of that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, the, the difference is huge in, in people's pockets from the UK to the US. And do you know what else that we don't have in the UK, though, when it comes to to health? We don't have the worry. Right. You know, the worry that you might have an accident and you can't pay those bills. And I kind of wonder at the moment about all these anti-vaxxers and, 
you know, well, we're not going to get the vaccine, blah, blah, blah. They end up in hospital. Mm-hmm. The bill for hospital care for COVID is in excess of $100,000. Yeah. How can they afford that? Can't. We couldn't afford that? Mm-mm. Uh-uh. So what happens when everybody, all these all these people will, will take uh, Obamacare, for example. Yeah. Um, or the ACA, probably more properly known as. That's the biggest complaint is people, A, like I said, they did not want to pay for somebody else's um, stuff, so to speak. They didn't want to pay for other people's health care. So therefore, they did not want to be taxed, which is essentially what it was. Mm-hmm. And But what they don't understand is that's how you get everybody else in a situation like you were in the UK. Yeah. And they just don't get that. They don't understand that. But then again, we have the Trumper types, the Tea Party types. They're out there and... You weren't around. Were you, you weren't around during this. Oh, I was on the other end of You're the You're on the other end, of course, it. yeah. And so now the problem is, now you, you, we've got all this hype now that's going around, all this misinformation that's being put out. Oh, my God. You talk about the misinformation then? <laughs> now, I mean, we're, we're death squads. Yeah. Death panels. Yeah. That's what came out. Yeah. They're going to they're gonna kill Grandpa. Because they're going to decide that you've lived long enough. And all of a sudden, it's the government that is running your health care. The government isn't running the health care. No. The government is putting the restrictions and mandates in there so that you don't get ripped off. Exactly. That's what the government's doing. The government is not a government doctor. It's the same doctors. It's the same system. Only it's... Well, you can call Paid it socialism if you want. So be it. I don't care. Yeah. I mean, that's that's what the majority of grown-up company or um, countries. countries do. Yeah. And, but I mean, just the vitriol. I mean, it was the same thing that we're seeing now, only toward healthcare. Yep. It was just absolutely nuts, and it's still out there. But you know, the really, really sad thing. In the red states over here during COVID. They're the ones that need it the most. They're the ones that need it the most. And they're the ones that have the most people going into hospitals and clogging up the beds for everybody else. It's because they clogged up their arteries their whole life. Oh, talking about arteries. (laughs) They sent me for a test because I fainted. And it was a treadmill test. Oh yeah. So that we we had we, this is a whole separate. So how long was that after? A month. A month. So a month. She, the docs have been sending her to do all these tests because she fainted or passed out. <laughs> so they, in fact, right now they're monitoring her heart, and everything looks good. They've done the. What you call EKGs? They did the echo test. Going in tomorrow for a, another one. A CT. But uh, so they sent me for the stress test on a treadmill. Yeah, she gets through the whole test. Right at the very end, she gets a pain in her chest. So we're back in the ER again. 
fortunately, we were in the hospital when it happened. So I'm sitting there, and I'm in the waiting room. I, uh, they do let you in for that. Um, and so I'm waiting, I'm waiting. All of a sudden, I hear over the intercom, fourth floor, fourth floor, and I can't remember what the terminology was. It wasn't didn't seem to be a panic thing. In fact, I think that's the only office on the fourth floor. I think so, yeah. So it briefly crossed on my mind, oh, no, not again. <laughs> but I, that was just brief. I didn't think anything of it. Now I saw him take the gurney into where she was, and I thought, yep. Meanwhile, I'm Here saying, we <laughs> will you go and tell my husband, please? Will you please go and tell my husband? Please tell my husband. So we spent, what, eight hours in the ER? Yeah, getting monitored. At least. Yep. So then they put me on some pills because apparently I need these pills, which made me quite ill over the next few weeks. But they've now been replaced, thankfully. <laughs> so we'll go for this CT thing tomorrow and Hopefully see that'll how be that it. goes. <laughs> Hopefully that'll be it. But hey, you just can't take me anywhere. I can't take you anywhere. I know. <laughs> it's insane. So anyway. So now she can't drive, so now she has a chauffeur as well. <laughs> yeah, ask poor Joe to take me everywhere. <laughs> I. That's all right. Probably would have anyway. So anywho. So that was the health differences. Okay. So our wonderful dentist, by the way, we've got to give a shout out to him and his staff. They were fantastic. They absolutely were. Yep. Here's to you, Doc. You were wonderful. And, and. The reaction, and, and not only that, they they probably called me three or four times. Yes, when when you were in the emergency, just to see how you were doing. Oh, that's so. Which nice. was pretty awesome. Yeah. Um. Oh, and he and, and he called you when you got home as well. Called when we got home. Yeah. Really kind. So. Yeah. Dr. Yeah. So another. Topic. And, and, and Doc, if you are listening, I've got a couple topics coming up that you, we had a discussion with the dentist and there are a couple things that um, he doesn't understand, like most foreigners like yourself, why we do the things we so do. do. So. so one of them was healthcare, another one was the Supreme Court. And uh, filibuster. And the filibuster. So. And pills. While we're on healthcare. This is the one thing we were talking about. Yes. Is the one thing in, in the UK, if you haven't been to the UK, you do not see pharmaceutical ads on TV. No. No pharmaceutical ads on TV. Not allowed. How nice would that be? So. Ban them. We're, saying, we're talking to the doc and, and he was bringing up some things because uh, he's listening to the podcast and he's bringing up some things that he... Uh, or was of interest to him to hear about, and we started on the uh, on the pill thing. And even the doctor, he says, nobody's going to come in and tell me to, hey, doc, I heard about this. Nobody does that. Nobody does that. I heard and about he, this drug. Give and me even this drug. if you don't, the doctor's going to give you what's best for you. Exactly. And I don't understand. All this money they waste advertising. They could reduce the cost of their medicines. Oh. You wonder why we pay so much for our medications compared yeah. to you and Canada and everybody else? Yeah. That's why. Yeah. And can I just give a shout out to Scotland? <laughs> Bless them. 
the Scottish government mandated several years ago that the great Scottish public don't need to pay for prescriptions. They do in England, but not in Scotland. Very good. It's wonderful. All right, where are you going? Okay, so where was I going next? Yes, I'll do my did you know because that'll take us nicely into the Supreme Court. (laughs) So given the hate crime yesterday of a Republican representative in Congress, Paul Gosar, posting a video of another Congresswoman, Alexandra um, Cortez, Cortez. AOC. Uh, being speared by him and then he was going to go after Biden I believe in this video I he had swords uh, allegedly I didn't see the Biden part but he had I guess he was going at it with swords on Biden but he actually in this meme so to speak enemy it was an enemies enemies and uh, he killed AOC yeah essentially so to me that's a death threat it's also a hate crime. Oh, the FBI should be knocking on his door they right now. They should be knocking on his door. So, I... Not to mention, the guy is insane. Absolutely I mean, this insane. isn't the normal, I call a Republican insane. This guy is freaking crazy. He's out of his GD mind. So, a couple of years ago, you remember... Kathy Griffin, she's a a U.S. comedian, and she's absolutely really very funny. Mm -hmm. She um, she put something up on on Twitter that that wasn't it was seen as nasty, but it wasn't extreme by any means. But after Gosart did this yesterday, she revealed this morning that she was investigated by the Secret Service and U.S. Attorney. She was put on the no-fly list and interrogated under oath for a fake headless photograph of Trump when she put that out a couple of years ago. Yep. So I'm screaming, why has nothing happened to Paul Gosar? And there's various reasons for it, which are all excuses. But I got to someone who knew what they were talking about so here's my did you know for the day. Okay. Did you know? <laughs> According to legal scholars, the Supreme Court, and I quote, hasn't formulated a clear definition of a criminal threat. This is the United States of America, people. Mm-hmm. One of the most violent countries in the world. Yep, not the... Not the, but one of the. And the Supreme Court hasn't formulated a clear definition of a criminal threat. Oh, for goodness sake. We also have no laws on domestic terrorism. No, you have nothing. Mm -mm. Well, the UK doesn't either. Well, it's because in the UK, terrorism's terrorism. The law's the same. In this country, it's the same. Yeah, it doesn't matter what color you are. But it's different here. There's only one word for it, and it's called terrorism. It's called white supremacy. Yeah, well, there you go. So there's your did you know. And just as an aside to that, because it came up just before we came on air this morning, Mm -hmm. Alan Cumming, a Scottish treasure. He's also a Hollywood and Broadway star. 
he was saying this morning that he's hoping to move to Scotland amid fears of being threatened and attacked in a divided America due to his political views. Run that by me again? Yeah. He hopes to move to Scotland. He's going back home Mm -hmm. amid fears of being threatened and attacked in divided America due to his political views. What's his political views? Liberal. Okay. So there you go. No, I'm not going anywhere. (laughs) You're American, baby. American. Baby. Stop it. (laughs) So, Supreme Court, Mr. Sylvester. Supreme Court. They don't seem very toothful. Well, I mean... Uh, verdict's out on these guys um, for me at the moment. I mean, they, but this Texas thing just is it's just crazy. But where I was going to go with Supreme Court is the number. I mean, we heard earlier there was a possibility that uh, Mr. Biden, President Biden, would pack the court. Right. And there was a lot of questions about that, about how can he do that? Yes, the answer is yes, he can do that. Um, how many can he do? He can do whatever he wants. I mean, if he wants to put 20 people in there in the Supreme Court, he can. Wow. He can do it. I mean, it's been done several times. In fact, let's see. Let me get my little list here. Uh, John Adams, Thomas Jefferson, Andrew Jackson. Now, I, I, granted, this is a long time ago. But this is when <laughs> this is when the government actually worked, and there, that is precedent for it. Abraham Lincoln, Ulysses S. Grant, uh, Franklin Delano Roosevelt. Bless him. Yeah, they the Supreme Court came back and said he couldn't do it, but he was a smart guy. So anyway, all of these guys have added, or some in some cases subtracted from the Supreme Court. And a um, Roosevelt, for example, where is that piece? And it, it only requires a majority of the vote. The problem is, is we have some senators that I'm pretty darn sure wouldn't support this. But the, you just need a majority. If, if you have, if you're president and you have the House and mm-hmm. you have the Senate, majority vote, he can do whatever he wants as far really? as adding Supreme Court justices. Now, it's 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 still sketchy on the approval system because generally the Senate has to approve a Supreme Court justice. All that the the majority, all that does is make it possible for him to nominate. Yeah. Now, it gets a little dicey on the approval part of that, but they can do that. The president can do that. They've had it up. They've had it up to uh, twelve before. So would that work? Would that be able to happen where you've got um, half of the Senate that's actually sitting on their thumbs and not doing any work? We don't need them if all the Democrats voted. Ah. That's the majority. That's Excellent. Not, yeah. I mean, you can do that. Okay. But you know damn well the mansion will throw his head in there and say, no, we can't do that. Well, the mansion's got to go. Well, that's... Uh, I th- the one part I liked about this, though, is the... Um, actually, George Washington did it as well. Hmm. 
So, FDR... He found a way of getting around it, didn't he? Yes, and that's what I'm trying to find right here. I read about that somewhere, and I thought it was quite interesting. So, um, Roosevelt's New Deal, the, the problem with that, when he came out with the New Deal, just like Biden has come out with a, an equivalent, so to speak. Yeah. Uh, by the way, this is the biggest piece of legislation since the New Deal. This is a big fucking deal. This is a deal. big deal. Yeah, and absolutely. I quote President Biden on that one. Yes, that's how you can get away with it. <laughs> we can say that here. But Roosevelt's New Deal had been coming under attack by the Supreme Court. And four of the justices were opposed to the programs put forth by the president, and they were called the Four Horsemen, the Four Judges. Right. Four Horsemen was a, a fabled four guys on the Notre Dame football team. That's where that term came from. Okay. Uh, best of my knowledge, that's where it came from. There's probably something in the Bible or something. I don't know. Oh, the four horses of the apocalypse. Yeah, probably. Mm. So they were called the four horsemen by uh, reporters. In 1935, a fifth justice uh, began voting with them to create a conservative majority. So over the next year, the Supreme Court would strike down the linchpins of the New Deal, including the National Reco uh, Recovery Administration by unanimous decision and Agriculture Adjustment Act by a 6-3 margin. Court ruled that the laws delegated an unconstitutional amount of authority to the executive branch. So Roosevelt, guy's a genius, he proposed the Judicial Procedures Reform Bill of 1937. Okay. Now, keep in mind, Roosevelt had a big majority in the House and the Senate. Okay. So, that was a plan. That was the plan to expand the Supreme Court to as many as 15 justices. Oh, and they didn't like that. <laughs> His plan provided retirement. So, here, here's the kicker. So, he's he's come out. Retirement and FDR, age. FDR comes out, and the Supreme Court says, no, you can't pass this new deal. Fine. Then I'll pass a judicial deal. And so I want 15 judges, and here's how the rules are going to go, and that's going to be voted on tomorrow. <laughs> and so he comes out and he says he wanted as many as 15 justices. His plan provided retirement at full pay for all members of the court who were 70 or older. Ha. So you have to retire. Yes. Now, you get full pay. I mean, you still get your you know lifetime payment yeah you just have to but retire. you just have to leave yeah and if a justice refused to retire then an assistant with full rights would be appointed mm -hmm. well obviously it's, you know how supreme court justices are. they want to keep their jobs we've got one right now it's 80 something years old and he didn't want to drop out so critics from both parties saw through the plan of course mm-hmm uh, claiming that the president was trying to neutralize the justices who were hostile. Mm -hmm. However, before the bill could come to a vote, the Supreme Court upheld the constitutionality of the National Labor Re Relations Act <laughs> and Social Security Act. Mm -hmm. So they didn't have to even vote on it. They caved because they didn't want to give up their luxury position. So the answer... That was a long way of saying, yes, the president can add, and it's been done many times, he can add to the Supreme Court. 
So if Joe really wanted to do this, mm-hmm. he could, what is it, six, three now? So he could add another three. Yeah. Or four. Mm-hmm. So that you have an odd number. So if it's even, you're probably not going to get very far. No. Um, but add another four justices. Make it 13. Lucky 13. Oh, I, I don't think he will, but there was talk of it. It it may get to the point very soon where he is going to have to make a decision on it, though, because the uh, abortion bill from Texas is still up there. That's coming up at the beginning of December. They're trying to knock down Roe v. Wade. Oh, you've got the uh, Mississippi bill. That's the big one. And you've got the Texas bill on redistricting, um, the gerrymandering. That is also coming up. Um, And so far, all I've seen is that the Supreme Court are inclined towards a Republican view. Mm. They should be apolitical. It's absolutely disgusting that they're being so obviously conservative well it's it's way more obvious than it used to be yeah i mean you knew the bent of some of these guys mm. but for the most part they they were doing their job yeah and they and they did it properly There's yeah a couple other things before we uh drop out here that i was talking to the doc about and uh it's the electoral college oh yeah one thing in my research that I was doing, I have to refresh. I'm old, so I have to refresh myself on some of this stuff. One thing I found was Trump, before he became president, mm-hmm. wanted to abolish the Electoral College. Oh, he did? Yes, he did. Oh, that's interesting. He wanted that abolished. That's very interesting. But when he lost the popular vote to Hillary, yeah. Then he goes, no, you know, this electoral college thing's pretty good. Ah, because it works for him. We don't want to get rid of that. No, not at all. Not at all. Well, he was pro-choice, too, Mm. years ago. Yeah. But here's the thing on the electoral college. And and people, um, I'm not going to get into depth on this, but you have to get, in order to uh, eliminate anything constitutionally, but the electoral college is what we're talking about. You would need to get two thirds of the house. Mm-hmm. You would need to get two thirds or three quarters of the Senate. I think it's two thirds of the Senate. And you also would have to get two thirds of the country. Oh, like two thirds of the states? Yep. Two thirds of the states in order to um, get rid of the electoral college. Hmm. So that's not going to happen. Hmm. However, however, Elizabeth Warren, Lessa. who was my original choice for president, her Kamala, <laughs> she's been working on a deal that would work around that. And she's trying to get states. And this is in the works in some states. Oh, good. California's already said, yeah, we'll do it. Um, I think there's 15 states. Well, that's something. 55. Yeah, this one's tricky, though. So if you got, I think they need another 15 states without having to go through this whole thing again and read it. Right. But the, uh, I think there's 15 states. I think they have enough. At any rate, you need, you need two-thirds of the states. And what Elizabeth Warren, her proposal was, get 
X amount of states, enough that covers the 270 electoral votes. Yeah. And get enough of those states that, um, so you've got 270 that are guaranteed. These states have committed to whoever wins the popular vote. Right. Then they get, regardless of what they did in their state. So we'll take California, for example. Let's say, heaven forbid, that Trump runs, and, and if this was in place, Trump run, wins, and he gets the popular vote, Yeah. then California would have to give all their votes to Trump. Oh. That's the negative side about it. Okay. But if you want, if you want the popular vote to be the guy... Well, if that's who the majority of people have voted for... Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So if you and, and nine times out of ten, it's not the not the Republican. No, I mean the last one was Reagan. Well, Bush one year after you know nine eleven. Yeah, but all the other ones, Papa George, uh, George Junior once, mm-hmm. and Trump. Wow, they not even close in the popular vote. But with Liz Warren, that's she's her thinking is we'll get enough states that'll carry two hundred seventy uh, electoral votes, which you win if yeah. you get that, and that takes care of that. Popular vote wins. Mm. So that's another way around it. Interesting stuff. And that's actually been in the works for a while. Okay, so tell me, tell me, tell me, tell me at the moment. Yeah. Merrick Garland, the Attorney General. Yes. Steve Bannon still has not had any no. consequences from refusing to attend uh, on yep. a subpoena. Yep. Um, what do you think? Do you There's think- a lot of theories on this. I mean, the one theory is that the, is it the AG in D.C.? Um, you just, you just got, he just got, um, just got approved. Ah, um, in D.C., he's been waiting for his approval or disapproval, mm-hmm. and he's just been approved. And some one theory is that because this goes to him, yeah, after it, uh, Garland passes it down, and some say that he was just waiting for him to be uh, to be approved, right? And that's happened now, so we'll see. Another theory is, when you listen to the lawyers on TV, is it's a drawn-out process that you have to go through on, on this. And it goes here, and it goes there, and it goes there, and that's, it, that's why it's so slow. But it's, that's the common thing, I guess. I mean, this is something. This is new. Yeah. <laughs> At least in my lifetime. Yeah. This is new. So there's, uh, it's all theory. Right now, as to why Garland, he he had his um, he showed up to what was he talking about yesterday when he showed up on TV? Oh, the great raids on um, on um, cyber, yeah, ransomware, yeah. etc. So, of course, during questions, the first thing that has popped up is what about Bannon? He's you know he just says, well, we don't talk about ongoing cases. No, so that's yeah. where it's at. Hmm. This weight better be worth it. <laughs> Been disappointed before. <laughs> so, wider picture. Um, 
Joe and I watched a movie the other night. It's actually a documentary. And oh, yes. I would highly recommend oh, it. Oh, big time. It can be found on Amazon Prime and Apple. It's called People You May Know. It was outstanding. Now, if you aren't used to watching the wider picture and things that are going on here, there and everywhere, it's going to be a jaw-dropping eye-opener for you. If you have an idea of what's going on in certain places and how the the dots seem to be not quite joined together, this will do that for you. I highly recommend watching it. Again, it's called People You May Know mm-hmm. on Amazon Prime and Apple. Apple. Yeah. Apple TV. Yeah. Which I don't know anything about. Me neither. <laughs> I'm turning into a have, dinosaur. We have no Apple products. No, 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 no. Well, no. I, I have a couple of uh-huh. things. Yeah. So, yeah. So that's about it for us. Mm-hmm. It was fun. And we'll get back on our routine so that uh, we'll be producing these things on Mondays. Yes, we will, darling. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Adios. Adios. Oh